0: Welcome to episode number 22 of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. My name is Bettina Deda, I'm an interior stylist, designer, writer and author of Downsize with Style. Today, we are talking about storage optimization, which is one of the major challenges empty nesters face when moving into a smaller space and it's uh, we are also going to talk about how style and function can go hand in hand and that storage doesn't have to be boring. So storage is a major topic for any homeowner no matter how large or small your home is. And so stay tuned to this podcast today and you will hear from an expert in this field how storage can help you stay organized and in control of your life. I'm here to- today with Sally Hart. She is a storage designer for many many years. And has um, holds long-standing relationships with uh, quality suppliers. She's also a member of the Australasian um, Association of Professional Organisers and a member of the Kitchen and Bathroom Design Institute. So, welcome, Sally. Thank you, Bettina. <clears throat> when and why did you start with your own design business, and how did that come about to design storage for people?
1: Uh, It came about because, well, I started in, I think it would have been 1987, a long time ago, and I started working for a wardrobe um, design business. And there I learned a lot about how to maximize people's space in a convenient and ergonomic way. Um, And it became obvious in that process that there was quite a demand for people who wanted something a little bit out of the ordinary. So, not just the regular wardrobe. And, you know, I I think what happened was that company actually asked me to develop um, a more customized solution, working with their product and working with architects and interior designers and their clients. Unfortunately, what happened there was trying to fit custom furniture into a mass production model really doesn't work. It doesn't work for the, for the mass production factory. So in the end, I decided to take it out on my own And uh, that's when Clever Closet Company started. And it was all based around the idea of, you know, when you want something to fit a particular space, we will do that. And then it's take that space, find out what the client wants, and make it work as well for them as possible. So that's that's how and why.
0: Good. So um, what is your recommendation to listeners who are downsizing or who are planning to downsize and have this massive challenge with the storage. They have all, Most people have too much stuff and um, even if they declutter, they have still enough things and you keep buying more things. So what, how do you approach that um, with a client or what should they do to optimize their storage? Well, there's two facets to that mm-hmm. question. So
1: one, one is behavior. And one is product solution. Mm. So I guess if we approach the behavior from one point of view, that would be, um, you know, everybody is an individual. So it's about, from my point of view, finding out what that client wants. So philosophically, behaviorally, are they actually looking for the un- impossible? Because that's, that does happen. People look for the impossible. They, they want to keep everything and they want to downsize um, and they want it to look beautiful. And those three things actually don't work. It, it's not really mm. possible. So it's a matter of finding out the priorities. So if somebody is downsizing to a two-bedroom apartment from a, a four-bedroom family home with all of their sentimental things, that they, there's some decisions that have to be made. So um, let's say, for example, they've decided they are making a complete shift, they don't want to live in clutter, then the first step is, obviously do either if they can't do it themselves find someone who will help them with that process and it, it can actually be quite a difficult process mm. for people to separate from their items and I know yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah so um it can be a good idea to have mm. a professional help mm. with that mm. so let's say we get past that and 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 we're left then with the the content that is appropriate for the space that they have uh the next point would be uh In You know, to look at the space that they have at a floor plan level because when we're looking at um, a residence, we know that there's a a physical footprint that we have to work with. And someone like myself or any kind of space planner can look at that space and go, okay, where are the opportunities here that are not obvious Mm. that we can maximize some space? So it might be really clever use of you know a return, returning one part of storage onto another part of storage so back-to-back mm. storage or actually really working out what is going to be stored frequently people go for a very generic solution to storage and frequently that just consumes way more space mm. than it should for example they might build a cabinet that's 45 centimeters deep because that's what people just like to do in factories but the things that mm. are going into that cabinet might only be twenty centimeters deep, yeah, yeah. and so we've just consumed an extra twenty centimeters in that space mm. that is contributing nothing but disorganization. Mm. So, looking at the footprint, looking at the floor plan, and saying, "Okay, what do we need to fit into this space? Um, what mm. is available?" And yeah, look at the height, and basically looking at look, looking at
0: it from a concept point of view. Yeah. By the way, space planning is a big topic in my book as well and there are other podcasts about that topic so if anyone is interested please check out the other podcasts Um, yeah that's that's and I think this is one of the most important things the space planning to avoid all these mistakes you make then by moving stuff that doesn't fit or as you just said not really using the space or wasting space by having pieces that are too large and you don't need them there that's right and so, having, and the other thing that happens that can be a big mistake
1: is uh people might you know if, if they're not looking at it from an overall point of view and how the apartment or, or the home is going to be used taking equipment like taking furniture that someone is attached to if they are sentimentally attached mm-hmm. that really has to be positioned in the new home that's fine then you work around that that's a priority but just taking things that they already have because they actually work as a functional unit, it may be that they're going to project too far into the room and block a, a part of a window visually, mm. or they're going to just be the scale of the um, yeah, furniture isn't the right, of or the yeah. colours are mm. not complementary. And yeah. you know, yeah. something that looked fantastic in a big old Federation mm. North Shore home doesn't necessarily translate into yeah. a, a you know a, a modern mm. apartment, mm. and they can look heavy, feel mm. awful, mm. and actually not store very well either.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So um, I guess you so it have to be a little bit um, ruthless in, yeah, in how exactly. you at what you're going to yeah, keep yeah. and what you're not. And identify some things that you don't want to part with and make them yeah, a feature exactly. and highlight those and exactly. appreciate them for what they yeah. are. But it's a trade-off with mm. other yeah. things that need to yeah, that's
0: right. And it's also, I think, really important to look at each client individually, what Their passions are, what, how they want to live, and then take account, take that into account. I've um, just read on the weekend in an article that um, a couple downsized, and they had lots and lots of books because one of them was a writer, and they just wanted to take all the books. So that was a major topic: how to accommodate as many books in the apartment as possible. Mm -hmm. So that um, I think you mentioned that as well. So how do you approach that if someone has special requirements
1: well okay so again um it becomes uh what is what is important and Mm. why and how is it important so if it was something uh in that situation somebody was really passionate about their books and they had you know an extensive library of books um we then need to discern Mm. is it that they simply want to contain those books they want to keep them but they don't necessarily want to access them or is it that they want them to be a feature of the yeah. home? Is it, is it that they love looking at them? Mm. That's essential because obviously if it's the latter, then we need to work out a way to store them. Mm. And then it's, is it all of them? So for example, I mean, if they you know, had an enormous amount of books and they only had you know a, a wall space of three meters by 2.4 high, if they needed to just store them, you could do double depth book storage if, that's, if they absolutely mm. needed to store those books. Um, so that means
0: yeah, you could, you re- could do yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, yeah it would basically require an audit of all of the books to mm. work out you know how many are this size, how many are mm. that size, and you know if they literally need to keep them in that space, that may be one of the best ways, or it may be that if they don't all need to be on display, that we actually conceal them within new bed furniture, mm. or we you know I mean, obviously there are all sorts of nooks and crannies, mm. exactly. so it's a matter of working out. Um, how accessible they need to be firstly mm. um, and if they need to be accessible well then they have to, they're have mm. going to have to mm. be a feature and so you might build a beautiful custom built
0: uh, bookcase
1: mm. um, or you may just you may be able to get something prefab I mean there's plenty of prefab things the problem with a prefab unit is that if you're really trying to maximise space and you're downsizing you rarely ever get a prefab unit that's yeah, going to that's use every little bit of space yeah.
0: so yeah, so. I like the idea of having the bookshelves above the doors. You know, yeah. having a hole up to the ceiling, like a yeah. really so that's just so really used a, a weird space. Yeah. I I, rem- um, I know in our um, in our house here in my son's room when we moved in here, his his room has is a bit awkward. Has sort of different windows in different heights, and there's not a lot of space on the wall. And then we were like. There was no, but there was a built-in wardrobe, but it not really built. It was half built It was standing in the middle of the wall, and I said, no, that's not going to work." And with, and then I basically said, "You know what? We're building it around the door." So now, what I we had at that time also like a joiner and mm-hmm. like a design business who drew, drew that up for us, and so basically now we had the the like storage up to the ceiling and. On both sides of the door, and it's perfect. So for him now, he has this wall empty. So this is like some clever things you can Definitely. you can have it open or closed, whatever you need. But yeah, but it's always good to have a designer, maybe because people see it from different perspectives. You know, sometimes the the the, the, the people who live in the place or who move there they don't know about all the options what's available. No, yeah. I mean that's the amazing thing that I find
1: because it's what I do all the time. It's quite obvious to me how to approach that solution, but. Um, for the average book, well, for a lot of people, um, it doesn't occur to them at all. Mm. And something like that sort of solution you speak about is ideal in a situation where you've got a ceiling height of more than 2.4 meters mm. because, you know, your door height is two o three o. So, you know, in, in a regular height ceiling, you probably only get a one bookshelf above that, mm. which if you like the look of it is great, but it does work better where you've got, you know, 2.7 mm. meter high ceilings and that sort of thing. And the other thing to factor in with all of that sort of stuff is considering the way the whole room works because sometimes Mm. if you completely build across a whole wall including over the door um, effectively it brings the wall forward to that Mm. extent so you can lose the symmetry of the room it can make the room feel Mm. long and skinny so you need to just factor those things in but bookshelves can be only you know 150 mil deep if need be and that will still work really well so if
0: you can get a lot of linear storage space Mm. on a wall and only take up and that that's the beauty of the Custom made thing because yeah. you can oh, yeah. then say I want it exactly yeah. only like exactly. twenty centimeters yeah. or fifteen or yeah. whatever you know yeah, yeah. Right. cool could you give us an example of a functional and stylish storage unit you yeah, may have, have designed just an idea what yeah. people do sometimes
1: <laughs> well there are so many um, there are so many things I mean a, a good example of probably that kind of stuff is you know like I often go into people's homes and and naturally they have a preconceived idea of what a good solution for them is going to be. And I always like to listen to begin with what people are wanting to achieve because then you have some sort of idea of where they want to go. And it's really funny because nearly always once we've gone through that and worked out what they need, we will end up with something different to some extent and sometimes vastly different. So one client I had – uh, actually, it was a, it was a, a gay couple and um, of women, and um, they well, um, the client thought because they had so many clothes, they're both corporate women, and they lived overseas, and they had a passion, absolute passion for clothing, and they had a two bedroom home. And when I met them the first time, they felt that they needed they had a very large main bedroom, and their suggestion to me was that they convert a good portion of that bedroom into a walk-in wardrobe. So by you know putting a dividing wall across what would have been at least a third of the room. You know, when we, when I looked at all of that, it's sort of like well, for what they're gaining, they they might gain an extra three, three meters of storage space, but they're effectively losing in the room what would it be like? Oh, I don't know, probably seven seven to ten square meters of, of that space, and that's not a great return for the amount mm-hmm. of um, storage they're going to get. So what we did was we actually looked at the whole home and said, well, okay, what, you're, what you need is a lot of storage for clothes, um, but what have you actually already got here? And they actually had, a, um, they had one existing built-in wardrobe and they had another little um, kind of like a linen cupboard. And what we ended up doing was, like I was saying before, in this situation, because I had so many shoes, so many handbags, so many knitted garments and then a lot of uh, hanging space we've actually categorized it that way and so we've managed to make a whole um, walk-in shoe closet out of this tiny space because shoes of course don't need very much space Mm. we've also rather than uh, put a whole wall across their room to make it smaller in that room we did a shallow floor-to-ceiling cabinet all the way along one wall which only needed to be 40 centimetres deep, mm. that was purely for their knitted garments. And then what we did was actually use the space in the existing mm-hmm. wardrobe where they had already lost the 60 centimetres of depth, purely for hanging space. Mm. And then in one of the other bedrooms, we just put a, a really large wardrobe, all again, full of hanging space. So what we managed to do there is actually um, save them from losing you know, this really nice grand bedroom. Mm. We actually achieved what would have been more storage mm-hmm. anyway?
0: And um, it just worked out brilliantly mm-hmm. for them. So, that's great, yeah. Yeah. yeah this I mean, is the thing. Sometimes people don't see that. They, they know, that's the wardrobe for this and that's… Well, the, it's the, just because that's what the, convention uh, yeah, is. Everybody has a wardrobe that's uh, a certain size and everything goes into goes in there, it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that's the best storage solution. Yeah. That's
1: the best solution for someone who wants to make a generic
0: wardrobe. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great. Good example. And um, so a lot of people buy apartments of the plan, which are already designed and everything is sort of ready, and then they just move in, everything done and dusted. How easy is that now to update or upscale storage in such a place? So people then move in and discover, oh, actually that wardrobe is not big enough, or what we just discussed, we have much more handbags or much more shoes or... Well, um,
1: there's a couple of ways I'd approach that. Firstly, if, if people are in that situation, I would recommend um, looking at this. If it's a off-the-plan home, we're doing – I do a lot of work now for clients that have bought an off-the-plan home.
0: It's
1: mm. one of my biggest frustrations because what happens is when they buy a project home, the building company won't allow any alterations to that home um, by other contractors. Mm. And so what happens is they do these, quite frankly, pathetic wardrobes Um, or other storage and the clients have us come in afterwards and rip them out and start all over again. So first point would be I have clients now that come to me while they're at the planning stage and they say, what would you do with this space? And we actually design them off the plan and then they actually can get the building company to do that before. And then that's before they move in. They have their newly designed wardrobe or storage spaces. One of the really important factors there also is a lot of the building companies save money by putting a certain height door into um, their cabinetry, like a, a, a two meter high door, and yet they'll have a two point four meter high ceiling. So what well, waste? Yeah. Well, they do waste because just, um, they, you know, by the time you put a shelf at the top of that, it basically blocks off the cavity to the ceiling, which can affect whether people can get double storage and hanging and stuff like that. So really, really valuable for clients to mm. um, actually say, okay, I am buying a project home. But before we commit to this, what can we do with the given spaces? Because they're really tight for space, a lot of those spaces. And a lot mm. of the time, they really economize on their depth of wardrobe. That, mm. that, that's okay. You can deal with that. But if they're going to economize mm. on both the depth and, the and then the height, mm. you're absolutely locking, locking yeah, yourself out. Yeah. And, and it's, done for, it's done for good then. So um, mm. that's that one. Uh, answering what, what you can do once somebody's moved in and they've bought off the plan. Um, you can, ideally, if they haven't made the mistake of having the lower height doors, mm. um, it's really quite easy to go in. I mean, even if they have done that, you can still go in and rip it out and start again. And it's, you know, compared to what what those builders will put in of just a top shelf and a couple of shelves, we can, you know, you you can design a space, a wardrobe or laundry or anything else that is so much better by putting height, putting the hanging heights where they need them to be, yeah. putting in shelving that's actually the right depth so that it doesn't get messy, um, mm. actually actually looking at what the client needs mm. and um, seeing whether they're a shoe person, whether they're young children that need things low for the yeah. moment and they're going to change and adjusting heights and all that sort of thing. It's very, very easy to do that. Um, mm. So um, it's very worthwhile. And, you know, most people will gain... 30 to 40 to 50% increase in storage by yeah. refitting. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a good idea not to spend too much money on poorly See. fitted out stuff off the plan or um, that kind of stuff and yeah, just and get really, it redone. Because that's a fantastic opportunity. I mean, those storage spaces <laughs> provided in those um, off-the-plan spaces are, mm-hmm. you know, they're very valuable. Um, mm-hmm. What they've allocated to a wardrobe, for example, or a laundry in storage is yeah, not terribly generous, and if it's
0: used well, it makes a very big difference. Yeah. so it all goes back again to more planning before acting. Absolutely. Yeah, this is Impossible. all the thing. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. quite
1: disappointing for people to move into a new place mm. and then have to pull out the existing stuff mm. and start again. Yes. But if that's what they have to do, um, mm. what they'll gain by doing that mm.
0: is, is significant. Like I said, it, it's probably at least 50% really. Mm. But did you encounter any um, problems with that in, like, um, in in, in regards to noise or then building, like, um, are people allowed then to do that? Because they are, like, in these body corporates, they are buying an apartment with neighbors. And then, as I understand, you can't just go and um, do building work. once you are in such a place, you have to have, you know, like the – Approval of the other owner, so it could be that it's not too noisy, or what happened? Is there uh, any? No, that's never you really an issue. No, no okay.
1: uh, only insofar as there are regulations about what time of day you can mm. carry out work. Yeah, um, and I, I, it's usually—I mean, we don't usually get involved. If there's an issue, the client would actually deal with that themselves. So there yeah. may be regulations on their part about depending on. You know, mm. It may be that the, yeah. the the lift has to be um, protected with drop sheets exactly, or, yeah, or with, yeah, you know, common yeah. areas, but. Um, it's never been a problem. Okay. I think what would happen is usually the client knows if they have an issue with their body corporate; and yeah, they would be yeah. very well aware of that. But yeah. no, not a problem. I mean, we do. I mean, um, we often will notify people that we're coming mm. into the apartment block just so people, you know, we, you know,
0: you yeah. might try and be
1: considerate. But it's not a requirement, and it's really not a problem.
0: That's good. Um, the next year, we talked about that already. Like, when is when is the best time for? Um People who plan to downsize to contact someone or a designer like you in order to make the project as efficient as possible. That's basically, we answered that sort of already with the planning. That's right.
1: I mean, the sooner, the better.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: because, you know,
0: I've had situations where what
1: sometimes what happens is customers might, might realize that they're going to make a modification to their new property, um, and so they may actually have a builder going in ahead of time. Mm. And sometimes what happens is if If they get me in after that, we'll realise what a shame we didn't know this before because when the builder put the window there, for example, if it had been 10 centimetres more to the left, we uh, would have actually been able to get in wonderful storage, whereas now it maybe you can't get any in at all or something like that. So Mm -hmm. um, having these things looked at early and before you do anything, I guess that's the answer.
0: Okay, cool. Is there anything else you would like to... Share with the listeners or... Um, uh, downsizing? <coughs>
1: um, hmm, not in particular. I think that... Um, I actually, I probably, um, you know, you, you probably covered this in your book, but um, the other thing is doing things in sympathy with your home. So, you know, mm. if you are downsizing, you know, it's a big change. Um, but, you know, if you're choosing to go to a modern apartment um, or, or, or a, a home that is totally different in style to your Previous home. Mm. It's a problem. Well, it can be a difficult choice, but it can be a good opportunity to just say, you know what, we need to change our furniture altogether and start something start new. Start fresh yeah, because you're kind exactly. of actually allowing if, yourself to let go and you're really giving yourself mm. the free reign to say, okay, let's look at this. This is a new life. We're embracing it. It's going to be fantastic. Yes, obviously, you're not going to get rid of things that are really precious to mm. you, but you know. Hanging on to furniture Mm. can
0: be rather cumbersome. That is, um, I heard that, um, I think everyone is different, but I think there's a lot of people who take that as a chance to start something new and because they have lived 30, 40 years in their family homes and now they have the chance to move into a really modern, contemporary apartment with a completely different look. And so some of them, I think, make the decision, let's get rid of it, or just take maybe... A small chair or something which reminds us of the home, but then um, start something new. And as I said, the apartment furniture is often completely different to the furniture they had in their in their home. Mm. And I, I mean, I like the idea. and this is what I what I say to people: you don't have to buy everything on day one. Mm. I mean, you need a bed, and of course, it's two chairs for you. Maybe in the kitchen or something, but you could start with your chair and then just. Wait and see how it feels living in that place and add some other things later, you know, like finding the right pieces and, and having a shopping around and having a look around and then basically creating yeah, a, a modern and personal interior so you don't have to have everything ready. Mm-hmm. But I heard also the other side of the story that people just buy everything they saw in the display hall. Yeah, they want the solution.
1: They don't want to have to invest yeah. a lot of
0: time in thinking about it. No, I do think that,
1: but, that happens.
0: Yeah, but this is for me. It's sort of it's not very personal home then because the display homes. They just absolutely mainstream absolutely. furniture in there from the from all these companies who do that. The styling company. It's it's nothing very personal. And I think this is what what makes a home really interesting. That you have your your stuff and your personal things and. You optimize it to your needs. and yeah. It's about being selective.
1: Yeah, And I agree. I mean, you don't want to go into a sterile environment. And you do mm. need your home to reflect who you are. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, good combination of both, I think.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's a nice closing sentence. Um, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with the listeners. And um, to learn more about Sally and her business, Clever Closet Company. Uh, Go and visit her website, which is www.wardrobedesignsydney.com.au for more information. And I also would like to um, invite you to visit the Downsize with Style website, which is www.downsizewithstyle.com to learn more about how, how I can help you to downsize with style. Um, I have actually created some new workshops, um, hopefully starting off in 2015, for those of you who struggle to get started and overcome procrastination. So Downsizing 101 is a three and a half hour interactive learning session where you will get expert advice on decluttering, space planning, storage optimization. Maybe we do one together. So. <laughs> And uh, you will have the chance to get your questions answered and connect with like-minded people. If you are interested in Downsizing 101 um, to start off in the new year, contact me now as I'm scheduling um, different workshops in different locations. Um, one is already um, scheduled for the 21st of April. It will be in Crow's Nest um, and will be an evening session. So I will um, send out more information about that closer to the date and I also have some interest from the Castle Hill area so um, I'm currently looking at doing something there in February so if you are in that area and you would love to attend one of my workshops please contact me visit the Downsize with Style website and click on the Downsizing um, Workshop tab there you will find a link to contact me with your preferred location. And um, if you found that all valuable today, please um, leave a rating and a review on iTunes. That would be fantastic. You log into iTunes and then you will find a button review that would make my day and it will help to promote the show uh, to a further audience. So thank you for listening and hopefully we um, speak in a week. Bye. (music) Bye.